If you're an established woman in tech who is creating results and making an impact at work, so your workload and stress just keep growing, but promotions and salary bumps remain a distant dream, it's time for a change. Listen, we all know the tech industry has dramatically changed. It's time your career approach did too. You don't need cookie cutter programs or dusty advice from outdated playbooks because What works for tech bros won't work for you. You need individualized, bespoke support to build your brave career. One that reflects who you are as a woman in tech. I invite you to explore career coaching with me. Get all the details, including prices and client results at tricksteinbach.com. You can stress less work less, and earn more. You've already earned it. Let's make it happen. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Celebrate Brave podcast. I'm Nicole Tricksteinbach, the international bravery coach and your host. On this podcast, I share the best framework the coolest conversations, and my own unique perspectives for how you can build your brave. There are two foundations to all of our conversations. Number one, bravery is a skill, not a personality trait. And you are already brave. Brave is how you create your unique wonderfully fulfilling life. Brave is you. Let's go. Today, I am addressing a request that has come in a couple of times. It's all about boundaries. How do I set them? Why do they work? Why don't people respect them? all the things. I'm going to try really hard to keep this one short and concise and still address these core questions. So first, a little bit about my boundaries. I have not always been wonderful about boundaries. In fact, my habit for a long time was to have no boundaries. People please go way above and beyond with stress and with working. I mean, there was a period in my life when basically all I did was work and run and travel and then explode, set what I thought were boundaries, but were actually very controlling expectations of others, and then repeat, wash and repeat, wash and repeat, wash and repeat. However, I learned, and I'm about to share with you, a very effective way to be clear about what a boundary is, set them, and hold them. Now, in relationship to the Build Your Brave framework, boundaries sit inside of clarity and accountability. Accountability. Who am I becoming? Boundaries are part of that. 
If you are less stressed, you need some boundaries. If you are working less, you need some boundaries. If you are increasing your available money, you need some boundaries, either by earning more, refusing to be underpaid, or by spending less, investing more, etc. And then clarity, because you need to be really, really, really clear about what your boundary is and how you will enforce it before you ever actually go into the work of either. And of course, holding your boundaries is inside of momentum, taking actions that serve you, and then of course, back into accountability. Who are you becoming? All right. So let's start off with a very widely shared, I've already spoiled it a little bit, understanding of what a boundary is. So many of us understand a boundary as someone else changing their behavior to meet our needs. That is not a boundary, okay? A boundary is actually set up this way. When you X, I will Y. So let's take an example. When you yell at me, I will leave the conversation. When you don't pay your electric bill, the electricity company will turn off your electricity. When you arrive late, I will have already left. Those are examples of boundaries. When you X, I Y. And the Y, right, your response when someone breaks your boundary is 100% in your control. I will leave this conversation. I will go without you. The electricity company will cut off your electricity. So it is an expectation of how you will be treated with a consequence, a response that is completely in your control. Okay. Secondary type of boundary. This is not a boundary. You ready? You need to give me less work. That is not a boundary. Another thing that is not a boundary is you have to speak kindly to me. That's not a boundary, okay? The first one would be something like, I will work my 40 hours and I will not work more than 45 hours a week. Or, When you speak to me disrespectfully, I will end this meeting. That is a boundary. A boundary is for you. A boundary. It's not a demand. It's not controlling other people. It's not an ultimatum. It's not some wild threat. It is a line that you set for other people, and that you manage your response to. So important. So important. So how do you set a boundary? Okay, 
So the very, very, very first part is you get really clear about who you are becoming. This is the accountability work. This is the self-concept work inside of clarity. You have to know who you are becoming. If your goal is to be less stressed, then you're going to start off with, all right, which aspects of my life, of my career are causing stress for me? And what do I think would support me in being less stressed that I control? For example, one boundary that I have with my children is they can have two activities a semester. So if they want to be in art and in baseball, great. Anything above and beyond that, if they want to do a third activity, they have to be able to get there and get back independently. They either have to walk to school for that club and be able to walk back, or they have to be able to carpool. Because my boundary is, I will support you in two activities a semester. I will not do three. That is for my stress level. I hate driving. I hate, hate, hate driving. (laughs) Right? Okay. So the first thing, like I said, is you start off with who am I becoming? You identify areas of your life that are not currently in line with your goal and with who you are becoming. And then you begin to play into practice. You begin to try things out. You can even say, you know what? I'm not exactly sure if two activities is acceptable for me, but let's try it out this semester. Or it could be, hey, two activities, I know that's fine. If you'd like to do a third, I will help you make sure that you can carpool, that you have a ride. And then it turns out that's even more stressful than driving them around, as an example. Well, then I get to review my boundary and decide if I'm going to keep it that way or if it's going to shift. This is how you create boundaries. Then when you set them, this is the crucial conversations framework. I have an entire podcast episode about that, so I'm not going to go through it. I'm just going to role model it, okay? So when you set a boundary, I highly recommend that you set it, if it's a one-on-one relationship, that you set it in a one-on-one conversation. If it's in a group setting, carve out space specifically for that. So for example, if it's in your book club, you're just going to say, hey, I would like to request 10 minutes. A few things have changed and I want to make sure everyone understands how I'm going to be participating in the book club moving forward. And if it's something with work, then you definitely want to make sure you have the one-on-one with whomever it is that's most impacted by the boundary, that they have the opportunity to hear it and to respond, right? They don't have to agree with your boundary, remember? Because you are in control of the response to a broken boundary. They just need to understand it and have the opportunity to respond, right? And then in the group setting. Now, how do you hold a boundary? Again, this is the crucial conversation. I do have that podcast episode. I am going to role model a crucial conversation, but I'm not going to go through all the details. So how do you hold a boundary? Okay. Let's take the example of a meeting consistently running 
over. This really stresses you out and it really creates overwork because now you're running to your next meeting or you don't get a chance to close down your day the way you want to. It's creating stress and it's creating extra work for you. And you decide, you know what? I'm going to try to set a boundary for this. I'm going to play with it a little bit and I'm going to see how I can improve my experience. Okay. So you have the one-on-one conversation with the person. You say, hey, I know that this meeting is really important. In this meeting, we cover a lot of content and there are a lot of people. This meeting is set for 60 minutes. Moving forward, I want you to know and just to be aware of that I will be staying in this meeting for the full 60 minutes. And at 60 minutes, I will be exiting the meeting and moving to my next meeting. I need to be respectful for all of my meeting partners as well as the deadlines I have. Thank you so much for respecting that. Is there anything that comes to mind? That is how you could set the meeting. Then if appropriate, and I have seen many people do this in meetings, I've done it myself, in the meeting, hey, I put on the agenda, two minutes, just want to make sure everyone is familiar. This meeting is really important and we do really good things in this meeting. We've made important decisions and this meeting goes over almost every time. Moving forward, I will be here for the entire 60 minutes. And at 60 minutes, I will be exiting this meeting and I will be going into my next meeting. I aim to respect all of my meetings as well as the work that needs to be done and the deliverables promise. Thank you so much for your time. I can go to the next agenda point. Right. The same is true when your boundary gets broken. So you leave the meeting. So you set this boundary. And for four weeks in a row, the meeting goes over and you leave at minute 60. Don't make fanfare about it. You don't say goodbye. You just leave. When the meeting goes over 60 minutes, I will exit the meeting and move to my next meeting. So you just do it. It's fully in your control. And then you get an email. We needed you in that meeting for the last agenda point. You can either say, great, send me the recording. Or you can say, how can I help you? Right? Or you can say, I would love to be in the meeting and I will be there for the first 60 minutes, for the full 60 minutes. And then at 60 minutes, I will be moving on. You cannot control how other people behave. If that meeting goes over and over and over and over, okay, that's out of your control. Circles of control. I have a podcast episode about that as well. Let's get back to the book club because I think frequently, not just I think, my clients very frequently implement boundaries at work with more ease than they do in their private life. So let me role model an example with a book club. So you have a book club. And for whatever reason, this book club has agreed. Every person will read every book. They will put notes into the book. They'll come with what they want to talk about. And everyone brings a cooked dish and everyone brings some delightful thing to drink. Okay. Everything's going great for six months. And then people start showing up consistently not reading the book. Or people consistently come without a hot dish. They don't pick anything up. They don't prepare anything. 
or people come with only alcoholic drinks and everyone decided there would be a mixed. Okay, here's an example. Hey, before we get going, I just want to make sure that we are all in agreement. When we set up this book club, we agreed that everyone would read the book, create notes, come ready to discuss it. We would also bring a hot dish for us all to share and something delightful to drink. Recently, we have been experiencing that not all of us are doing that. Life gets busy. Of course, it happens every once in a while, but consistently it's causing a dip in the experience of the book club. So moving forward, if we cannot agree that we all read the book and come ready to discuss it, then I suggest we choose shorter books. Discuss, discuss, discuss. You come up with an agreement. Instead of it being every one month, it's going to be every two months. You'll come together every month. Everyone will be in a hot dish. Everyone agrees on the drinks. Okay. But now you're going to have a book for two months. Okay. Then you say, great. I'm really excited to hear that. Moving forward, if we still have an issue, I'm going to find a book club that suits my needs. I love you guys. I really appreciate this. And this is my opportunity to really discuss and describe and enjoy literature. I'll keep coming here, but I'll also find another book club. And then however people respond is how they respond. Of course, it can be difficult. This is why so many people misunderstand what boundaries are. But boundaries are for you. They're for your goals, your experience, and who you want to become. I am sure that I did not cover everything. There are so many books out there about boundaries. I personally have not found one that I can put my name behind. However, I would love to hear from you. What did I get wrong? What questions do you have about boundaries that that I missed? And what book would you recommend? I'm always looking for opportunities to read and to share onto my client suggested list and to share with you and my audience. Thank you so much to all of you that submitted this topic as a request for a podcast episode. Please do keep sending those in. Until next week, brave it. Hey, before you go, you are ready to become the bravest, most fulfilled version of you. And I am ready to be your coach. I invite you to explore one-on-one coaching with me. Go to tricksteinbach.com to learn more and schedule your consultation. You can stress and work less while you live and earn more. My clients do it all the time.